When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What time is it? Weekly Dish on my Taco 1071. We're in the second hour. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly McHerman. Hello. Um, who is from Malcolm Yards, and she's a professional chef and a gluten-free human, which uh, <laughs> is helpful. I should put that on business cards. You really should. We do actually have a caller who has a question, a gluten-free question. So we're, it's Glenn, right? Are you there, Glenn? Yes, hi. Hey. Yes, I am. Hello. Good. Hello. Hi. What can we do for you today? <laughs> Um, I try and cook gluten-free, and I have trouble getting things to rise. Mm. So I am, I should say bake, yeah. and I should ask, what do you do to let gluten-free things rise, or what do you use? And then also, do you have a particular flour that you're partial for? Because I haven't had much luck with well, I'm, I'm going to flowers. I've tried. Sure, I'm going to give you a little disclaimer that I am not a huge gluten-free baker, but I would say um, as a resource, I would go to ZoeBakes.com because she does have some good tips on some gluten-free things um, and has mm-hmm. some in her books. But as far as flowers, I really my day-to-day go-to is Bob's one-to-one. Is it the Bob's oh. Red Mill one-to-one? Um, I use it for like waffles and pancakes and and cakes. Um, I used to do, um, you know, the mix of flours, and there's just so many good all-purpose gluten-free flours now that I don't find that you have to do that for everyday baking. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also another book called, um, I think it's Alice Murdich, um, and it's uh, Flavor Flowers, and there's a lot of good gluten-free flours and baking in there. So as resources, I think those are a couple that you could go to. But I think baking powder is very important for um, gluten-free baking and to make sure that it is not expired. That's a huge thing. It goes bad quicker than you think. And so having fresh baking powder can make a huge, huge difference. Um, One other piece of advice that I did get from Zoe Francois um, is when you bake anything gluten-free, you need to let it cool completely before you cut slice into it. Because 
the gluten-free flours sometimes are just more moist and it takes some time for all of that to just mingle together. And so letting it cool completely sort of changes your texture and your flavor. Okay, thanks. Tell me again the uh, second book you might have been recommending. It's called Flavor Flowers. Flavor Flowers. Thank you. Yes, good luck. Okay, Glenn, good luck. Thank you. All right, I love that. Thanks, Sorry, I thanks been more No, that was that good. One. You get resources. That's decent. That's decent. Okay, it's time for the top two top in two. hour two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents one, two, one, two. top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in hour two. All right, give me two, with him. Okay, we have a couple of things we love, and I'm gonna let you start because oh, you got okay. some stuff. We did. We just had a little sample of right. this, my one of my top two. So I uh, was able to go to Tattersall Distillery on Tuesday uh, out in River Falls. Oh, you went to River Falls? I did. They're closed on Tuesday, so just don't go in. I'm, I just, we, <laughs> we visited for a tour and to talk about uh, something fun coming up yeah. in June. Yeah, and they do fun stuff. Um, got a great tour. By the way, did you guys know that that is the greenest distillery in the country? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that they have solar panels on top of the whole building. It's, it's more than that. Yeah. But yeah. It, so if you have a chance to take sort of the in-depth tour, I would I would do that. Um, but Mr. Danoski showed us around and had us taste a few things. And one of the things that we tasted, I am just sort of obsessed with this week. It was so unusual, the flavor combination. And talking with him... It took him seven years to perfect this recipe. Are you kidding? No. Like, he started working on it sort of in his Ola Arepa days. Yeah. Anyway, seven years. It is a toasted coconut aquavit. Oh, you guys. It is. It is. sounds like the strangest flavor combination because there's that caraway from the aquavit and the toasted coconut. You think, oh, is that going to be too sweet or what is that going to taste like? It is this perfect little blend of a sipper. Yeah. And it's not too sweet and it's not overpowering, but it's complex. And it's just delicious. It really has sort of, a, there's like, like you put it to your nose mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like, oh, this could be kind of like floral, almost it's, too floral. And it smells like a beach. It does. And then you start to sip it and then you're like, the mouth feel on it is like that it's kind of gives you this beautiful softness and then you get the coconut in the back. And so for me, who was like, I always want to want a pina colada, yes. <laughs> but I don't. Yes. Like I always want to. I always want to feel like I want to have a Malibu moment. And then I take two sips. And I'm like, this is horrible. So this is a thing that is not horrible. And you can drink it on your own, like on its own. I mean, it is, I am, like I said, and I'm on your with own it. if you want I t- to. <laughs> I took it into Malcolm Yards and I made all the bartenders taste it. I'm like, you guys, this is the most unusual like, combination that I've like tasted in If a you time. need a beach vacation, but you don't yes. get to go anywhere today, I would say drink this today as, as a sort of a spiteful <laughs> way to win. That's how I'm feeling about it. That's what I'm going to do this it afternoon. It is delicious. And My- so I did put a link on for where to find Tattersall Spirits. Okay. We'll put um, that up. But I would call to see if they carry this because I'm sure not every liquor store carries the Toasted Nut Cook. Coconut Aquavit. No, very true. But you can buy it at the River Falls location. Okay. Um, all right. So my first one is going to be, um, I made a brisket last night. So we had um, uh, Matt's girlfriend, I'm just going to say, yeah. came into town and we had not met her. And so we had a little smaller family side note with uh, the boyos and then Matt and uh, this wonderful woman named Lena. And she, they came over and I decided what better to do to impress your son's new girlfriend than to make a thing you've never made before. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, a brisket takes guys, hours. So when did you start no, this No, I mean, I had the time to do it. I'm okay. just saying I've never done, I've never done 
a brisket, like a braised brisket before. Okay. I just never have. And you weren't doing the whole smoking situation. God, no. Okay. I have not smoked like, That's it. an overnight No, that's thing. a whole thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo. Okay. But here's the thing. I want to say this. It's like, I basically, I went to the store. I went to like Lund's and I got, I said, can I have a, you know, like a four pound brisket and they wrapped it up and they brought, gave it to me. And it's, you know, if you know anything about brisket, then you know that there's really two parts to it. There's the point, which is the top fatty part. And then the flat, which is sort of this long flat piece that doesn't have a lot of fat at all. Right. And usually you get just the flat and that's what I got. And I got to the point where I was like, well, shouldn't I have the point as well? Shouldn't I have the big fatty part? Like, that's what I think about the brisket when you're cutting barbecue brisket. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the good unctuous part. But that's just not, there's just nobody carries that. Well, because that's, you would have to purchase a full brisket and that is way more than four pounds and it is very expensive. And so that's not what they have for the everyday consumer, which you are not the everyday consumer. I am not. But let me tell you what I did find. So I did actually start driving around and did all this stuff. And I want to let you know that Nelson's. In Nelson's Deli in St. Louis Park on Minnetonka Boulevard, yeah. little sandwich shop and everything else, they had, I asked if he had a brisket cut, and he came out with, yes, 14 pounds of a giant, both point and flat brisket that was uncut, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I that's no. And then he went back in and he got me a nine pound point, and that's it. So without the flat. Right. So I'm going to make that. Okay. So I'm doing a double brisket moment where okay. I tried to do, I did, the, did flat the flat one and it was good. It was fine. It was fine. It just was dry. It was, a, it was, you know, because that's what that it's hard because they are normally kind of dry because yeah. there's not a lot of fat in them. Right. So I braced it for like three hours. I did do some good stuff. Like I used soy sauce. I used a miso broth. I used some oh, other yum. fun stuff. I know I do fun stuff. So that's what I'm just saying. So here's my here's my bonus is I'm going to say that if you're looking for points, you know, a big fatty, you know, chunk of the top part of the brisket, Nelson's Deli on Minnetonka Boulevard, Bar, Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Okay. Is that the same place that has a sandwich named after you? No. Oh, it's a whole nother place. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's your second one? Uh, my second one is actually a podcast. Okay. So um, I have been enjoying this Flightless Bird podcast. So if you guys listen to Armchair Expert, that whole Dak Shepard stable of podcasts, it's yes. in that stable. Okay. Um, but this is a New Zealander who got sort of accidentally marooned here during the pandemic in America. And so he has this podcast that explores what makes America unique. Yeah. Right. And so there's all kinds of podcasts like adults at disney and like i mean you can go down this whole rabbit hole but he has a lot of food stuff too like barbecue and soda and i just listened to one on tipping actually which sort of dovetails with what we were talking about earlier um and it is just really delightful to he does it sort of in a mini documentary style where he goes and interviews people and all that kind of stuff and it isn't um, just him talking it's not just him talking and doing research he actually gets on the street and and has some interviews and it's pretty fascinating to look at our American landscape, but also our food landscape from an outsider's perspective who I now mean, lives here. Yeah, an outsider's perspective is marvelous. Yeah. There's an Instagram about, and I don't know what it's called, but it's this woman who's Korean parents. She feeds Oh, I watched that. Oh my God, you guys. I'm obsessed with their yes. reactions to everything. Yes. Like she's like the first time they ate chili and she lets them eat, you know, have the, all the things. But then you see, like then the mom goes and grabs oh, like yeah. nori and she puts it into the nori and wrap. And they have to add the kimchi. They have to add the kimchi and they're yeah. like, oh, now it's pretty good. I'm right. like, I am obsessed with watching them. They had caviar the other night and her dad is like, pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love watching them. But, but yeah, so that outsider's perspective and like when you listen to the barbecue episode, he's like, 
oh my God, it's a lot of food, right? You know, and he gets the meat sweats, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> How, spoiler alert, he spoiler. gets the meat sweats. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just a, it's a really fun listen. It's different and it gives a little unique. And what's it called again? It's called flightless bird. Okay. Kind of like the Kiwi. Okay. And, uh, I did put a link on our page for it to, okay. to go up there. Awesome. Well, I'm not even going to bother with the second one cause we're out oh, of time sorry. and that's okay. Cause I really don't have one. <laughs> so we will, uh, take a break. We're going to come back. We are going to talk a little bit more Easter cooking, Passover cooking, that kind of good stuff. And then we have Joy Summers coming on later to talk pizza. So we will take a quick break, you guys, and we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. We had to have it, you guys. We had to have it. It's kind of a sad one, but you know what? Some of you might be sad. In fact, some of you might be a little bit torn by the fact that there's a a couple few inches of the white stuff on your... But just now. Just now. 50 degrees tomorrow. The great news about April snow is that it disappears. I My poor uh, neighbor who was, you know, like shoveling out when I was leaving this morning, I just looked at him and I... I barreled out of my, you know, driveway and into the unplowed oh, you street. Didn't, you, you didn't even shovel your driveway because oh, no, you, no. you have a Jeep. Yeah, I have a Jeep. I don't need to. I'm not gonna. That's hilarious. And so I barreled out and into the drive into the street, which had not been plowed yet. And I just, I shouted out to him like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, no, there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason. I'm not going to have it. So anyway, so we are going to talk a little bit more about Easter and Passover and um, if you guys want to call in 651-641-1071, if you have any questions about Easter or Passover, where to go, what to do, all the kind of stuff, we're just going to give you some tips and tricks. Because here's the deal. If you are going to order stuff, you got to kind of, I mean, it's like Monday or Tuesday, I think, is your cutoff. Yes. So, and I had mentioned earlier that Diane Moa has her uh, pop-up for Easter. She's got so many good things on there, you guys. Um, and I did put a link in here so you guys can go straight to that. But you have to order by um, the 5th, which is yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. There's a like, like if you're really looking, you got to think about it. Yeah. If you want to buy a really, we were just talking about how I tried to do brisket last night. And, um, but if you are thinking about doing a big hunk of meat, Lowry yeah. Hill Meats is a great source. And they will, I mean, you know that you're going to get a quality meat product. You're not going to have to drive around and mm-hmm. try to find something. Um, but they are going to have limited quantities. So you yeah. want to get, they've got some great bone-in hams they've got some rosemary uh leg of lambs they have rack of lambs they have so much they have so much stuff clancy's also has some stuff okay also in south minneapolis but i would also say i know lake winds co-op which has a couple sort of spread throughout the cities true um you can order from them but you need to get on that yeah yeah no you do um if you're doing like if you just want the dinner brought to you i mean Mm. there's plenty of places i know Mm -hmm. that i talked about alma the other day having a great i think i like what they their vibe on their dinner it's it feeds four it's a pack like you pick it up on saturday they have reheating instructions this is the way that i would do brunch i for anybody if i could so then i could just be like boom here we go um 175 bucks for four people is pretty good and they've got you know it's sort of very springy feeling with um asparagus and you know carrot sure. cake and all, all your that. springtime favorites all your springtime favorites that are under a foot of snow carrot cake really is like what easter is, is that? easter is the beginning of carrot cake season yeah is there a carrot cake season i like to think there is okay i mean i'm a, i love carrot when is cake, the last though. time do you really yeah i i had carrot cake for my birthday last time did you yeah i don't remember that i love carrot cake okay so of course is always made it for me so. well there you go <laughs> no now that you're saying that i remember that 
Okay, so let me ask you this, carrot caker. Yeah. Do you have a do you have to have a cream cheese frosting or you does it matter? Absolutely. Although Okay, is it still carrot cake if there is no if there isn't cream cheese frosting? Well, yes, because there's carrots in the cake. Okay. Um <laughs> one of the things we ordered for our dessert from Diane Muo is this she has these carrot cake cupcakes with a Thai tea buttercream. So oh. it's a departure what? from the norm, but oh my gosh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and they're gluten free. Like, so she has regular and gluten free offer- offerings, which is why we went a little bit crazy. Why is carrot cake so acceptable for a vegetable cake? But you couldn't like maybe dress up, you know, what like asparagus cake? Is that going to work? Well, asparagus cake cake would taste terrible. It would taste terrible. Um, so I think we just need to back it up. But, but like, you don't even think of it as a vegetable cake, no, and yet but, it okay, is. So here's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, zucchini cake or zucchini bread. I, mean, I do right? like a zucchini. That's a bread. whole yeah, thing. That's a thing. I mean, you slap. Cream cheese frosting on anything is probably okay. going to be pretty but good. But then you could, could you do an asparagus? I'm going to make you asparagus cake and just see what you think. Oh, good grief. And then you're going to have a whole thing. Um, I will say that my sister-in-law one time was trying to make her husband is like carrot cake is his favorite. And so for dessert, she was trying to make a carrot cake and she didn't have carrot cake. She had parsnips. Not even. And, and so she made parsnips, but she followed the carrot cake recipe and it was not good. That said, okay. there are parsnip cakes out there. Are there? Yes. And you can make a good parsnip cake because it is reminiscent of carrot, but you got to add a little more sugar and moisture. I Guys, think. I want someone to make like a radish cake. That feels like that feels like a specific okay. April Fool's Day that could go over real good. We could make asparagus and radish cakes, but they would be savory. I just don't think you could go sweet with asparagus. No, my whole point is like, no, because then it's just a bread. If it's savory, it's like a bread. So if it's a cake, <laughs> carrot cake is a specific thing that people are like, yes, I love it. And then sometimes when you make, a, you know, the pumpkin pie is also great. But then when you say squash pie, people freak out. Like why? Even though pumpkins are squash. It, I know. And I'm not even going to get into that because that's for November. But so your anti carrot cake nope. is what I'm hearing. I love a carrot cake. I'm okay. just I'm exploring the uh, the the um, the mental gymnastics that need to be done in order to understand that that is a it's a vegetable cake and like then well, people have you know it's a lot of like sugar raisins and nuts and stuff. Okay, like and here's the too. other question: Do you put raisins and nuts in there? Yeah. For you, you have to. Well, I mean, I love it when it's all there. I get it nut free now because my son has nut allergies. But okay. Yeah, I like all of it in there. Okay. I'm not a big raisin in a cake person. Like, I, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't, I mean, like, then it becomes almost like, you it's have just more food issues than It's I like thought. a bar. You know what? It's not an issue as much as it's just a preference, right? <laughs> I mean, let me be honest. If someone had a piece of carrot cake right here, right now, and there were nuts and raisins in it, I would eat it. Okay. And I would be happy for and it. And you would have some coconut. I would definitely uh, dip it into my coconut. It would be all good. Right. Okay. We have Cindy on the line. She has a question. Cindy, what's going on with you today? Hello. Hey, what can we help you with? Hi. Yes. Well, okay. So I'm having a group over and we're having egg dishes and all, and that's all in order for Easter. Okay. But the kids are asking for a homemade pizza. Oh. And I was wondering, can I ask that now during during the You absolutely can. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm wondering, well, you know, I work at this, well, this hospital and in the cafeteria, they make this pizza with this the crust is so good, and I tried to order it, but it's through some commercial company. Oh. Anyway, do you recommend or do a recipe or, you know, crust that you would make for a homemade pizza? Yes. Yeah, and actually, again, I mean, I hate to kind of refer always back to our baking goddess, Zoe Francois, yeah. 
but she has a great pizza dough crust uh, sort of recipe in her. It's on her website, too. You can find it on ZoeBakes.com. It is, and I'll go one Zoe step Bakes. further. She had a um, collaboration with uh, King Arthur Flower. It was sometime during <gasps> the pandemic because I made it a couple of I times. I made it, too. And it's a it's a skillet pizza, so it's like a deep dish. Oh. Which might be fun for Easter yes. because, and then yeah. you can put a few more, like more toppings on it. Um, yeah. So that's a good. Uh, I made this pizza too, and I, oh my God, you guys, so it is delicious. Really good. But also, okay. if you're looking for a shortcut, um, Lake Winds, I know I keep bringing them up too, but that's where yes, I shop. I live over there, um, yep. Lake Winds has um, fresh pizza dough that you can buy in their oh. deli case. And that way you okay. don't have to make it, but I would recommend sitting it out on the counter for at least an hour before you're ready to work with it. Oh, okay, Lakewood's Fresh Pizza Dough and then Zoe Bakes. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome, Cindy. Good, Good luck. Have fun. Thanks. Bye. That's a fun thing. I know there's kids yeah. who don't like eggs and egg bake and all the rest. Crab cakes. Don't waste your crab cakes on the kids. P.S. <laughs> I'm just telling you. There's no need. You can hoard them yourselves. Let them have pizza. Make them an egg salad sandwich. Let them eat all the deviled eggs, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I am craving deviled eggs because it's the Are time you? of year. I want margaritas and I want deviled eggs, which is really strange. Strange combo. I know. Not together. <laughs> just in general. Maybe together. I don't know. We'll see. All right, you guys. Take, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk pizza with Joy Summers. All right, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March, and I'm here with Molly Herman today. Oh, I need to Come turn on, on back, before Nogel. I say hi. That's it. <laughs> we are uh, we are so happy to have you guys listening, and we are being joined by one of our dearest friends, Joy Summers. Joy, are you there? I am here. Good How morning. Good How- morning, Joyce. How are you? Joyce. I had to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a microphone. It had to be done. Okay. Yes. Clearly, we are being joined by Joy Summers from the Star Tribune, <laughs> food reporter extraordinaire. Um, we wanted to have her on because she and her cohort, Sharon Jackson, just put up kind of a just a big old pizza fight. It's a pizza, the great pizza showdown in the Star Tribune this last week. Two food writers, three months, seven pizza categories, and so much lactose, really, I think. <laughs> probably. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah, my blood runs mozzarella now. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? So it's tell us. Not. I'm just slower, but that's fine. That's I fine. Get there. It tell, is good. Tell us a little bit about, like, first of all, why you guys decided to do this. Well, first of all, Sharon had compiled this absolutely encyclopedic list of basically every restaurant in the Twin Cities metro area that serves pizza. Wow. And she and I started debating because where she has this brilliant analytical mind, I come at it with all emotion and bluster and like, well, what is a great pizza? What is what is the best? How can you say that you have to go here over there? And she's from New Jersey, so she has no problem getting in there and telling me exactly why <laughs> pizza in the East Coast, especially New Jersey, especially New York, is the only pizza that should be in this country. And I was raised on square-cut, tiny triangle corner pieces, and I'm like, no, 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 there's a whole other thing here, and you have to broaden your search. So. It started like all great things with a good fight. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I do love the fact that there's, you know, I mean, the party cut is very much a part of how we see pizza growing up, I think. And then having her coming from the East Coast, I think that's such great. I think you guys have such great polar places to start from that it yeah. gives you a really wide 
definition. And that's what I think is reader service. Can I ask a vocabulary question? Sure. So um, the square cut was new to me when we moved here. Okay. So, but you just yeah. called it party cut. Yeah. But it's also called tavern cut. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Or tavern, tavern, tavern style. style pizza. Okay. And it's Got having it. a moment nationally because, yes. you know, like Kate, or Kenzie, J. Kenzie Lopez and everybody, they've all decided mm-hmm. that it's like the coolest the thing, thing ever. Do. Finally, okay. just another thing to add to my gripe fest about. Um, <laughs> but let's let's kick this off because I want to talk. So Minnesota, so they basically went through the categories, all the different styles of pizza that are available here. And Joy and Sharon each picked their favorites. And I kind of want to see how Joy matches up with you and I, Malls. Okay. So... Minnesota style, wafer thin crust, tangy sauce, middle America, appropriate levels of cheese, always square cut. Joy, what's your pick? I had to go with red Savoy, which was surprising even to me because to me at first at the outset, the only proper red Savoy is the red Savoy at the original red Savoy on East 7th Street in St. Paul, where there's a particular kind of like garlic powdery cornmeal base on the bottom of that crust. The bar is laminated with an elbow lean. It is a specific place in time. So how could I pick that pizza when that place doesn't exist it anymore? It doesn't exist. Yeah. I, know. I know. I've and had that pizza I, way back when. Yeah. It was it's and it was a special thing. You got it on a plastic like lunch tray. It yep. was a whole thing. It was yep. a whole thing. The place was a thing. It smelled a certain way and it was glorious and they were good times and we are sad to let them go. So, like, in this search, I started going to all the other places that I knew had great pizza that I have relied on for great Midwestern-type pizza. And stacking it up one-to-one slowly started to taking it through the eyes of somebody from New Jersey. We'd sit down and have it. She's like, this sauce is too sweet, da-da-da. I would try the crust. I want that cracker little edge. I want that nub of a crust that's folded in on itself. I want a proper amount of cheese that doesn't overwhelm it. And I came back to, I had to specifically call it out because it's franchise now, but the Red Savoy on Snelling in St. Paul is a beautiful pizza. Okay. Just the right balance to Cheese to sauce. The sauce is more of a like tomato paste based sauce, so it has this little bit of concentrated sweetness. But it was delicious, and it comes with a pull tab, which is something that <laughs> you realize so doesn't exist oh. outside of the Midwest. Oh my yeah. God, that is actually amazing! And so Sharon did not agree with you. She went with Mama's Pizza. Which, Which was also, I mean, that's an icon. I'm not going to disparage Mama's right. either because we went in. They stopped doing dine-in service, but we could order inside the restaurant. And we're standing in this beautiful old 1960s, clearly loved by a family, stewed sauce smelling. They just made the thinly crusty little mounds of sausage. It was made with so much love in there that her pick is not wrong. This is one where I'm not going to fight about which one is better because those, that's an outstanding right. pizza, too. Okay, those are two. That's perfect. Okay, let's talk. I want to move to the New York style because that is obviously mm-hmm. Sharon's wheelhouse, but yet she must feel a little out of place, you know, because it is harder to find here. 
You know, it's large. New York is large, floppy, chewy slice with a distinct crust for holding. That's the definition mm-hmm. that you guys used. I'm going to shout hers out right away. She picked Joey Nova's Pizzeria. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Joey Nova's, which is out in, you know, near Orono, yep. is completely mm-hmm. the same. Like, that is what I would have picked because we have been, we ate Joey Nova's all the time. Jake would go and get two giant slices, and that was what he would get. <laughs> I mean, that was it, right? When you say slice, like people think, oh, a slice of pizza. They no. have to understand no. a Joey Nova's slice. Like you have to back a VW bus yes. to get two pieces yes. in there. Like it's massive. Like for Jake to have two and be good is the point here. <laughs> it's basically a whole pizza with two, you know. But yeah, you picked you picked El Mar's New York pizza. Tell us about that. They are so dedicated to getting it right that they put in an entire water filtration system to be able to recreate that that East Coast, the New York water. And they've done it. And Sharon even said the first time I took a bite of this, it brought me right back to home. There is a definite flavor to the water that shows up in the crust, which I thought might all be show until we got there. And I sat down and they took the massive slice, and they heat it up in the oven. I love that about a New York slice because you get those little crispy cheese edges around the slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you fold it up and eat it, and it's the right amount of kind of like lacy goo from the cheese. It just pulls and holds on both the slice and in your mouth. And that crust has an almost – it's a city water flavor. It's It's – Singular, and it tastes like standing on a street corner outside of a bodega in New York City. It's it's definitely that taste memory. It hits it. I love that. Malls, do you have a New York pick? I don't because I'm gluten free now. Oh, that's true. Okay, there's not a lot of those around. <laughs> no, there's Although, really I not. Mean, hello, hello, pizza obviously does a good job, but. Would Fat Lorenzo's be considered New York style? Because they have the huge, yeah. I mean, my boys love that one. That's that is their, their pick? That's yeah. their pick. Okay. I love that. Oh, yeah. I will tell you they were on the long list of tastes. We okay. Did, we did visit them. You like, did go. Yeah, there's so much pizza. There's so much pizza. Okay. I want to get to this one because I think that there's something about the Italian woods fired pizza, like that somehow in Minnesota we have this like feeling about the Neapolitan type pizzas. You know, with wood-fired ovens and smaller with the char on the edges, softer middle, emphasis on simple ingredients. That's how you guys define it. Joy, you surprised me. You picked Tono. I, mean, I, I, hmm. I surprised me. I mean, my God. I, if, if I hadn't known where it came from, I never would have guessed where that. I had only gone to Tono's for the cheese sticks. Like, yeah. that's what they're known for, these massive sandwiches. I've seen the pizza oven. I talked to them. I knew it was important to them, what have you, but I didn't go there for the pizza. And when we, we had an epic day in the office where we ordered pizza from every place that would deliver to downtown Minneapolis, which is a lot. Which is, we were very popular yeah. in the office yeah. that day until we told them they couldn't eat it until we ate everything. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Tono's was one of the ones we had there. And then I had it again at the St. Paul location. And I am so impressed with the the balance of the thinness of the interior and the crust on the outside. You get that skinny little bit that still holds up when you pull the slice out. You don't have to eat it with a knife and fork. Good. It doesn't get sodden or laden with ingredients and can't hold up to the heft. It is its own thing. And there is a delightful kind of salty edge in the cheese and sauce mixture there that just keeps you coming back for bite after bite. It's 
fantastic pizza. Okay. I, I'm going to have to try it based on your recommendation. Sharon picked yeah. punch, and I am a punch girl at heart. I like punch. You know, and that's not because two of my children punch. worked there either. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I've kind of got the thing for it. But that's it. So, okay, we are running out of time, but I want to say, is there any place... Joy, that you ate over all this that really surprised you for your pizza pick? Oh, I think talking about Tonos, I was kind of surprised, yeah. like, how much I love that pizza. There were there were a few. Like, I was so delighted by the crumble of cheese or the crumble of sausage at Joey Nova's. I was so enamored with the, know, the history we have in all of these pizza places. They're all driven by such a deep love, which I know is kind of cheesy, but, oh, oh. pizza pun. Cheese, cheese, pizza pie. <laughs> and I love the fact you guys went through all the categories, and then at the end you did nine one-of-a-kind pies. So they're talking about, like, Baludo, which doesn't really fit into any other ones. Yeah. Football, pizza, pizza karma, all those. And so I just, you know, it's a really great survey of the local landscape. I love, like, the, the duking it out kind of situation. So well done, you guys. You can find that on um, StarTribune.com, I think. And, yeah. and, and that's that. So thank you for coming on today, girl. Thanks, Joy. Great. Thanks, guys. Okay. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I don't think I said smoked crab cakes. Did I say smoked crab cakes? I think you used it as like a like a verb. Like we're going to smoke those crabs. Like, uh, like, you're, like you're going to inhale them. Okay. Maybe then. Maybe. Someone just, Heather sent me a little Twitter. She's like, smoked crab cakes? What? I'm like, no. I don't. And then someone else said I said something else on, that was questionable, which I'm not going to repeat. because yeah. then. <laughs> Have we're, said it. we're we're questioning yeah. now. Apparently, I'm maybe I'm a mushmouth today. I don't know. I apologize. I'm not. I'm not hearing what they're hearing. So. Okay. Well, you're and you're sitting there. So okay. Um. Uh. Thanks for joining us today, Malls. Thanks for having. By me. the it's way, good to be back. Um. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Malcolm Yards. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Real quick, we have Mama Rama coming up. So if you're looking for something to do for Mother's Day, Mama Rama, yes, on on Mother's Day, the 14th, May 14th, we're going to have like a maker's market with like permanent jewelry and flowers and some just some really really cool stuff. So, yeah, um, stop by and we'll have mamosas. What's permanent jewelry? So sidebar, it's jewelry. Is it that tattoo? They weld onto oh, what? You. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's huh. and so you don't take it off. And you so can then get when it you off get like you need fat to. arms, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Anyway. And your 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 bracelet embeds into your wrist. Is that come, a- come by? Okay, and we'll, we'll show you what it's all about. But speaking of Mother's Day and mamosas, um, a really cool series that we have is called Bartender Takeover, yes. and we have one next Tuesday, um, April fourth. With Ben Lieber, yes, co-host of the Twin Cities, former Viking player. Yep, Twin and Cities Live. Twin Cities Live. Sorry, what yeah. did I say? You just said Twin Cities. Just, just Twin Cities. Just yep. a host of the Twin He's Cities. Just a host like of the an city. ambassador. Yeah. Um, so what we do is we have a series of like notables, hospitalitarians, uh, you know, in, from the Twin Cities that come in and they sit down with uh, Nick Kosovich at uh, Earl Giles Drinks Apothecary, and they, yeah. they create a beverage. And it is a fun lab experience. And I know we did this for your birthday. And it was just a really cool experience. But they, they're literally like, well, what do you want to this to be? And Ben had just came back from vacation in the Bahamas. And he's like, Ugh. I'm feeling rum. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so they create this whole drink. And then we put it on our bar menu for an entire month. Mm-hmm. And a portion of the proceeds go to a charity that, that our guest bartender chooses. So okay. Ben's is Secondhand Hounds. Um, it is nice. being launched on April 4th. He'll be there. There's tickets available to come and meet and greet and get a sip of the, the cocktail 
as you know, one of the first to sip it. And then it will be on all month. So you have plenty of time to come and get it and support a charity of your choice. Um, in May, in we May. also have uh, the inimitable Stephanie March. That's right. And I told you this at the at the outset. I'm like, you always complain every single Mother's Day on air, <laughs> on air Sorry. about mimosas. For like, that's all anybody drinks for Mother's Day. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm giving you May so you can create your perfect Mother's Day drink. And right. I think you nailed it. I think I nailed it, yo. I'm not kidding you. The working with Kosovich is always a gas, and he's so intelligent with flavors. He really understands intent. And he understands metaphor and he understands how to bring all of that together yeah. in a beautiful tasting thing. And what I can I preview what we did? Can I say sure. it? So like, Do you know, because I don't really love a mimosa. I want my whiskey on Mother's Day because I think like moms, there are moms who love whiskey and don't and suffer through your mimosas. <laughs> Just saying that we do it because we love you. But what I'm saying is that I created a whiskey drink, you guys, that is kind of floral. It's like a bouquet. It's like a whiskey flower bouquet that's not super sweet it is everything i wanted in a uh more feminine easygoing sort of lovely whiskey old-fashioned it is beautiful and it's it's if you can call an old-fashioned light it ha- sort of has that floral lightness to it and uh, right. you did a great job and so. it's not super sweet it is yeah. not because you guys know I don't do that either, so it's it's exciting. So that's going to be in May, and we'll that's going to be in May, we'll, and we do have tickets available already. So oh, you if, do? if you're friend, uh, fans of Stephanie March and yeah. you want to buy tickets, come on, uh, you go to Malcolm Yards, and it's listed there under our public events page. And we will whiskey yeah. whiskey forth as ladies of of you know, and and ladies or anybody actually anybody who feels a nurturing bond to another human, come on down. We'll, well, everyone who moms anyone in their friend group or anybody, if you've got pets and that you like to mom, you know, then just come on down. It's a beautiful It's time. a treat for you. It's and a, it's a you do good. Drink and do good. Drink and do good. I love this idea. Yes. Um, okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, what else is going on in the Twin Cities that we know about? What is, uh, is there anything, um, is there, speaking of pizza, just quickly, yeah. can I ask you this question now? Sure. We know that Rectangle Pizza won mm-hmm. this huge, Good morning, America. And that was bonkers, you guys. Okay, that's what it I wanted so you to bonkers. tell me. I wanted you to tell me what it feels like, what has happened with all of that. Yeah, so I, I think the national attention is just incredible. And just watching it all come together and the filming, and it, it's a really intense process. Um, and so they, they won sort of the local, and they flew directly out to New York to compete, and then they won the whole thing as Best Pizzeria in America. Yeah. They had to close early, I think, for three or four weekends in a row because they were selling out okay, at all of their locations. So is this, here's my question. Is this like, did we not, did people not know about it? Like, did Good Morning America really give them that, like, much more? They have had a huge fan base locally. Yeah. But I think it was more of a cult following. Like, I mean, they have three locations. It's not like they're not popular. Right, right? this is my thing. Um, so people did know about them. But one pe- once people see that on TV, and it was this very specific you know, breakfast pizza. Yeah. That they were just coming in droves and ordering and get it, trying to get it delivered. And I mean, they were just really overrun with the amount of orders. Um, and they, they rallied amazingly. And while the owners were still in New York, they had a call to action from their friends on, on social media. And they're like, can anybody come in and help us make dough? Because we are just going through it that fast. Yeah. And I think it speaks to our food scene in such a beautiful, beautiful way that there were people that we know that went in and 
Supported. You know, help them make help them make oh, their dough. I love that. Yeah, it That's was a great really thing. Good. So yeah, they it has definitely upped their uh, their orders for sure, and okay. they did had to close early a couple times, but I think they've they've caught up with all of that now. And I do get that. I do get that there's national exposure that does help. And there's people maybe who would never, like, maybe lived in Lakeville who were like, right. you know what I mean? Wouldn't it have known it about it. To and come. they were like, wait a minute. This is the best pizza in America and it's in Minneapolis. And they're going to go and get we're it. We're going to do that. Normally okay. we would have just gotten pizza in our neighborhood, right. but we're going to go do that. I so, yeah, that. I think there was that. Okay. All right, so let's talk about a couple things that are going around on around in town. I guess if we're hoping that everything still is, I think that by this afternoon, if your plans for this evening, you should be fine. I mean, I think things are good. I think by this afternoon, you should be fine. I know. I think so. Um, letting you know that uh, Pinoli is now open. You just went there, yeah. Yeah, we went on Friday night, and we popped in, and it's the uh, former Amore Vic- or not Victoria. Oh my God, I have it wrong. Is it Amore, Amore in Uptown? Yeah, in Uptown. Yeah. yeah. It is. Okay, well, more Victoria in Uptown space. Um, and it was uh, it was just kind of a lovely little redo. It's Kim Bartman. And they basically redid uh, the space. And Nicole, their chef, is I, she's a really cool cat. And we met her when we had our live broadcast at Book Club. She was mm-hmm. on, if you guys remember. And she's just got, I mean, I kind of dig her. I want to go and chat with her more about like what her plan was. This was just sort of a pop-in and a preview. And we sat at the bar and it was, you know, we had some pretty great uh, pizza again. I, you guys, this is the pizza show. It did not mean Evidently. to be. Holy moly. But that was a lovely mortadella so, like, pie. What, what would you say the the cuisine is at Pinoli? It's, it's Italian. It is Italian. Yep. Yep. And, so sure. they, and they're still going to have that beautiful rooftop yes. patio. That's going to be exciting. Yes. That's going to be really, really kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and I think it's going to be... Um, I mean, the inside has been redone, and it's gotten a nice some some green paint on the walls and some beautiful photos. Yeah, it I mean, looks like a they, little more sunny. Yeah, they know how to style. Let's be very clear about mm-hmm. that. But it's also very simple. It's not you know duded up too much. And um, sitting at the bar, we had a lovely time at the bar, the three of us. Um, and we decided that, by the way, if you are looking for a spot to meet someone on a date, that's a good option for you. Yeah, it's a cute little spot. So Pinoli in uh, Uptown. Also, by the way, Mika is now open. At Hill Tribe for Yevang, he was on last week. Yep. That space is now open if you guys want to go. Thanks, Mom. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Okay, everybody, have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.